Hi everyone, welcome back to Sustainability Speaks. We're your hosts, Deja and Saskia. Today will be our last podcast of the year. This is because we're taking a break for Christmas and for exam season, and so should you. In light of that, today's podcast will be about sustainability at Christmas. This is a very relevant topic because Christmas is said to be one of the world's greatest annual environmental disasters. And we will be talking about how during Christmas food is wasted, how gifts contribute to the carbon footprint, travel, uh, your Christmas tree, how it can be environmentally damaging, etc. Perhaps starting with the largest issue is food waste during Christmas. We've touched upon food waste in one of our previous podcasts, so we are going to go into a bit of detail but make it Christmas specific and obviously not bog you down with information that we've already spoken about previously. According to Manchester University, during Christmas, the UK's food consumption leaves the same carbon footprint as a single car would if it travelled around the globe 6,000 times. And this is because the UK consumes 80% more food over the Christmas season than during the rest of the year. Just to give you some statistics, which kind of blew my mind, the UK nation consumes approximately 10 million turkeys, 370 million mince pies, and 205 million glasses of champagne over the three-day period from the 24th until the 26th. I'm actually quite surprised that there was more mince pies consumed than glasses of champagne but I suppose the population is not all adults are they and people like to drink other things. Yeah I was going to say you know I think this doesn't take into account that most people probably drink beer, wine, port, shandy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah and sherry is also quite a popular one I think. I think it's pretty obvious that during the holiday season the amount of food that people waste is significantly higher than throughout the remainder of the year. And ReFood says that the wasted Christmas Brussels sprouts alone could power a home for three years. So also consider that not only is food wasted during Christmas but so is the packaging that it comes in and obviously as we will touch upon further other types of packaging from gifts etc. This causes a great environmental impact mainly because of the plastic component and as we spoke about previously whilst food can be burnt via anaerobic digestion to produce energy this cannot be done to plastic and if it's not recycled properly then it goes to landfill and the plastic particles can take up to 1000 years to decompose. We approximately use 125,000 tonnes of plastic packaging during the Christmas season and this also extends to Christmas gifts so we'll speak a bit about Christmas gifts later on in the podcast but for now I'll just give you a quick statistic. 41% of gifts received by young children are disposed of by March and this is either because they're broken or kids have just got bored of them. There's some really simple things that you can do to cut down your food waste over Christmas and we're just going to speak through some of these. I think the easiest thing to do is probably just plan ahead. This just means planning your meals in advance, creating a shopping list and what you're going to do with leftovers. Possibly just speak to your guests, see what they like, see what they don't like, and just make sure that you really cover all the areas but without going too excessive. Another thing you can do is ensure that you store your food correctly, and this also extends to adjusting your fridge temperature. So make sure that your fridge temperature is set correctly, and that means that your fridge needs to be kept between 1 and 5 degrees Celsius, and that will be the best for keeping your food for the longest amount of time. This also applies to you know, putting your food in containers, 
then you can also use aluminium foil because you can reuse that or cling film but ideally if you have silicone stretch lids which are essentially like a reusable cling film that would be the best option to use because normal cling film is not recyclable i never really thought about the temperature of my fridge i've absolutely got no idea what temperature it's on I mean, it depends on the type of fridge you have, but I know mine at home, it has like a little digital screen which says what temperature it is. And I think if your fridge isn't as new, then it should just have a little adjustment wheel or dial, which should say low, medium or high. And then I think you just want to keep out of medium. Continuing on with the fridge talk, another thing you can do is freeze your fruit and veg, and then you can just use it at a later date. If you don't want to freeze your fruit and veg, then you can keep the stems of your vegetables in water and that will help keep them fresh and crisp for a much uh, longer time. Also, you can just be a bit creative with leftovers. So we used to have turkey on Christmas. We don't have turkey anymore because A, it's a really dry meat and B, I don't eat meat anymore. We used to have turkey curry for like three weeks later or turkey sandwiches. So just think about some recipes you can use with that. Bread is largely wasted at Christmas and throughout the year as well. So one thing you can do with this is just put it in the freezer. Or one thing I really like to do is turn it into croutons so you can have a Caesar salad after New Year. Moving on, another thing you shouldn't do is over-serve your guests because this can lead to more food being wasted. If anything, if people want more food, they can always come and serve themselves seconds. Also, if you have any surplus food that perhaps you don't want to keep and you don't know how to get creative with it or you simply don't have any fridge space, then you can always share your surplus food. So there's loads of food sharing apps or local Facebook groups to which you can share food. Lastly, you can get a compost bin. So basically what a compost does is it transforms your kitchen and garden waste as well as small amounts of paper and card into nutrient rich food for your garden. If you happen to not have a garden, you can always give this away to your local allotment or primary school where I'm sure they'll make use of it. Although the tips we have given are actually quite simple and straightforward and perhaps you may think that they won't make that big of an impact, they actually do. And it is very important to do so because over the three days of Christmas, UK's households contribute 5.5% of the UK's total annual carbon footprint. Moving on to Christmas trees. It might be a little bit late for this tip because I know a lot of people put their trees up early December or even mid-December and by the time this podcast is released it's the 15th of December. So if you do buy a real tree, the best thing to do is locally source it to reduce the carbon footprint. Growing up I've always had a fake Christmas tree and this is because my dog always wheezes on trees so it really just saves us a lot of hassle. It really shocked me to find out that a two metre Christmas tree that has roots and is properly disposed of after its use by burning it on a bonfire, planting it or having it chipped has a carbon footprint of around 3.5 kilograms of CO2. This is four and a half times less than a plastic Christmas tree which has a carbon footprint of 40 kilograms of CO2. This is more than 10 times greater than a properly disposed real tree. Obviously if you don't dispose your real tree properly by just throwing it on the landfill then this will increase the carbon footprint and it will increase it to around 16 kilograms. When buying a Christmas tree there's absolutely no need to worry about deforestation because the majority of trees are grown to purchase and they're not felled from pre-existing forests. These are really good because they naturally absorb CO2 and release oxygen so the more people who buy natural Christmas trees the more demand and the more trees will be planted. As Saskia said, she has a plastic tree and I have to admit I do as well. And if you do, it's actually not the end of the world because the most sustainable thing to do would be for you to keep that plastic tree for as long as possible. 
Also, if you're purchasing a real tree, the best kind of tree to get would be a potted one with roots. That means that you can repot it after Christmas and you can let it grow outside or use it for another year. This will reduce its environmental impact and be cost efficient because you will be able to keep a real tree for numerous years. I remember back when we lived in Russia, we had a very big Christmas tree outside in our garden and my mum planted it when I was just born and then over the period that we lived at that house, it grew to massive sizes. And even though we moved many years ago, I'm sure it's still there releasing oxygen and absorbing CO2. If you're looking for sustainable Christmas trees that have been grown with fewer pesticides, then your best bet are trees which have been certified by the FSC, whom we have actually spoken about in a previous podcast, um, or also grown in Britain tree. They're also really good. These are all responsibly managed and grown with a minimal amount of pesticides. The FSC has is the little green tree that you'll see on things like toilet roll and wood produce. Finally, you can rent a Christmas tree or you can just dress up any tree that you have in your house. I mean, I know it's not as traditional as a normal pine tree, but it is the most sustainable option. When buying people gifts, really think about what they would like and what they would use. Buying people things like pots and pans, although it might be perceived as boring, these are actually really practical and people will use them throughout the year and they will be thankful as the year goes on. Try and cut down on joke presents. 100% of the time these end up in the bin. We all know we've received some funny presents throughout the years that you giggle out for five minutes, but in the end, where do they end up? The UK wastes four billion on unwanted gifts every year, which contributes eight kilograms of CO2 emission in the process of buying unwanted gifts. So like I said, just check in with people what they like or what they would need. Another thing you can do is shop locally for gifts. This will make them more unique, which will perhaps mean that people will appreciate them more. And it will also help create a sustainable local economy, which is especially important due to the current economic situations with the deteriorating markets due to COVID. This applies to people individually. So if people ask you what type of present you want for Christmas, make sure you tell them one main present that you want so that people don't over purchase for you. And also don't tell different people the same present that you would like, because then you may end up with multiple items of the same thing, which inevitably you won't use. I think this is really difficult because you don't want to sound ungrateful, but also there's no point in getting a present that you don't need. When wrapping these gifts, it's estimated that in the UK we throw away 226,800 miles of wrapping paper every Christmas. This is enough to go around the world nine times. The main culprit is that cheap, glittery and glossy wrapping paper. This isn't recyclable because it contains plastic. Although to be fair, it doesn't make a difference whether it's expensive or cheap because regardless if there's glitter on it and it's glossy, it will contain plastic regardless of price. Sellotape is another culprit in the equation because it cannot be recycled. So do avoid using it where possible. You can get sellotape zero plastic from Asda for £2. It is brown and it's actually recyclable. So the recyclable sellotape isn't actually much more expensive than normal sellotape, but if you're a student or you're on a tight budget and you happen to be good at origami, you can fold the wrapping paper in a certain way where you don't even need tape. You can find a video on how to do this on YouTube. And to be fair, even though it might take you a bit more time, I feel like the recipient of the gift would be a lot more impressed. Yeah, it'd look very interesting. Then some more things you can do is just use regular wrapping paper, so as we said, without the glitter and the gloss, because that can be recycled straight away. Or for example, you can use newspaper to wrap your um, to wrap your gifts and then it gives the paper a dual purpose and you can also recycle it. If you're unsure whether your wrapping paper can be recycled or not, according to Recycle Now, the big test is if you can scrunch the paper up and it doesn't spring back, this means it can be recycled. 
Some more things you can keep in mind is that if your gift already comes in a bag or in a box, then don't wrap it. This is actually a zero waste idea and it will just reduce the amount of paper that you waste during the Christmas period. Fairtrade actually sell recycled cotton gift bags. Make sure you do your research where you buy your cotton from. It's estimated that one in five items made from cotton are sourced from slavery. Another important thing to keep in mind about cotton, um, we've spoken about this in our period podcast actually, cotton is the most pesticided crop in the world and the amount of pesticides that cotton uses amounts to 16% of the global amount. So it is important to ensure that your cotton is organic. You can also source wrapping paper sustainably. There's a brand called Rag Wrap, which makes wrapping paper from recycled plastic bottles. Each wrap stops whole plastic bottles from ending up in landfill. The recycled fabric has a 70% lower carbon footprint than polyester and 50% lower than organic cotton. You can also buy eco-friendly ribbons from Piccadilly. This sells rainbow gift tape and joke gift tape. The most sustainable option is by using things that you already have. So something my family likes to do is to reuse wrapping paper from previous years. If you get a present and you really like the wrapping paper, then try and unwrap it as neatly as you can so you can reuse this. Also, just use anything that you have in your cupboards. So use scarves, pieces of fabric, old bed sheets, and you can really make this look really cute and quaint. And when we say bed sheet, we don't actually mean wrap a tiny little box in your entire bed sheet. It means if you have old bed sheets that you perhaps don't use, cut it into specific lengths and widths and then use it as wrapping paper. And actually then the receiver of your gift will be able to reuse that as well. Or you could ask for it back if you're feeling cheeky. We've gone through some of the main categories and we're just going to go through some more random tips now. One thing you can do is rewear an outfit that you already have or buy an outfit secondhand. I know a lot of people like to buy a dress specifically for Christmas Day and then they don't wear them again. This also applies to Boxing Day and New Year's Eve. On Christmas Day, lots of people have Christmas crackers. My family do this just before we eat our meal. One thing you can do is you can buy reusable crackers. Nancy and Betty sell eco-friendly crackers. You can buy these in Harris, Selfridge and Liberty. So they sound quite expensive actually, they're £26 for 24 crackers. I thought that was quite expensive but when I did a bit of research I found that at Tesco you'd pay £20 for 24 so they aren't actually that much more and from John Lewis it's £16 for 8 crackers. I know that Christmas cards can be a very sentimental item and sometimes they actually have more value than gifts but where possible do avoid sending Christmas cards or receiving them. We send enough Christmas cards that if we placed them along each other, they'd cover the world's circumference 500 times. If you do receive Christmas cards, what we would advise is reusing them as gift tags for next year. So you can just cut them up and write on them and use them as gift tags. This is actually super important because 1.5 billion Christmas cards are thrown away every year by UK households. In general, cars contribute to deforestation and 33% of cars which are not recycled end up in landfill. If you recycle your cards, this will save enough electricity to light up 340 Blackpool illuminations. Also, a very big part of Christmas is, of course, the Christmas lights, and this uses a great amount of electricity. What we would advise is using LED lights because they are 80% more efficient than the traditional lighting. So make sure that you only put your lighting in the evening when you can actually see it and turn it off before bed. Make sure that you reuse your decor every year and don't pick themes that you know you will have to buy new decorations for every year. We would advise that you go traditional with your decorations as it's timeless and a lot more sustainable. And most definitely try and stay away from tinsel. Although this might not be the case this year, one of the main things about Christmas is getting all the family together. 
The UK travel around 6 billion miles to see family and friends. One thing that perhaps might be a bit difficult, but one that we would strongly recommend doing is getting the train, car sharing or cycling or walking if you live close by. I don't actually think that trains are on Christmas days, but do consider this option if you're going down for multiple days. Maybe if you go down Christmas Eve and you return on Boxing Day. Also, drinking is a huge part of the UK Christmas culture, so if you do walk, then that does mean you can have a drink. But essentially to tie all of this together, we would like to quickly touch upon the reasons why we overconsume, especially during Christmas. Inevitably, the offers, the promotions and the advertisement have significant psychological effects on the consumers, hence why we overeat, overdrink and overpurchase. Our consumerism is most definitely exacerbated because we see value in the amount and the size of gifts that we purchase and receive and we put a lot of emphasis on the way we decorate our house, the extent of our gift wrapping and how many guests we can have over for Christmas. This ties into the complex nature of environmental problems and the polycentricity of climate change. So our customers are primarily to blame for overconsumption and the amount of waste that is produced during the Christmas holidays. Do you consider the advertising techniques that suppliers and big businesses use? Christmas is one of the pinnacle events during the business year. Therefore, it's very unlikely that they're going to tone down their advertisements, offers and promotions anytime soon. So please consider some of the tips we've given throughout this podcast and try and reduce your waste from home. This wraps us up for this podcast and the podcasts for this year. We very much appreciate you listening to them and we hope you have a lovely Christmas and a lovely new year. Hopefully 2021 will be a lot kinder to all of us. And we'll see you in January for our V January podcast. Thank you for listening.